Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Chrissy. We're here in Toronto. We just had some lattes. We got our toques on. Um, <laughs> we're ready to go all in on your story. Uh, I know this week we've talked about it a little bit, and I thought it was super interesting to share with the listeners. So maybe let's start out as how, like right now, your background is you are the owner, one of the co-owners of Nova 3 Labs, um, a supplement company for those people who do not know um, nutrition and things like that. Uh, let's go back to the start of how you found yourself in this world of fitness, nutrition, and being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. So, uh, back in college, I was a college cheerleader. And so I kind of always has been into fitness. So before that I did gymnastics. I played 12 years of soccer. I did softball dance. I mean, I've done it all. Um, never played hockey, obviously. Sorry for <laughs> you Canadians out there, but I'm always down to learn. Um, so after college, uh, I decided to try CrossFit. You know, someone, people would always say like, oh, you got to try CrossFit, you're going to love it. And I also don't like when people tell me what to do. So I'm always <laughs> like, you know what, I'm probably not going to do that. And then I ended up going to my first class with my dad. And I mean, the second I walked into the gym, just like how competitive it was, the, camarader- the camar- camaraderie, I just loved it. And so I signed up after my first class. And I mean, as a college kid, like 120 a month was expensive. Um, but I just knew that I wanted to do it. So actually, uh, fast forward. So I started in 2012, got into business in 2015. So fast forward three years later, three different CrossFit gyms. I was, uh, I, I always moved to a more competitive CrossFit gym. Mm. And so I'm competing and someone was like, Hey man, like, you should hire a nutritionist, right? Because I ended up cutting for an Olympic weightlifting meet by just um, starving myself, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I was like, I think I'll just stop eating and not drinking a lot of water. I made weight. It wasn't a good idea. I had no energy. I crashed. So I hired a nutritionist, and then he said, hey, you got to take these products. So it was this product from this really small company up in Canada. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I take the products, and I'm like, man, I feel so much better. And, uh, so it was two owners at the time and they both approached me and they're like, Hey, so we, th- we want you to do our social media marketing part-time. And at this point in my life, I'm a pharmaceutical rep in Los Angeles. And, uh, I was working for a company that sold, um, it was, uh, like EEGs and we sold scripts for like epileptic epileptic patients and we also did sleep studies so it was more like we were trying to move away from this idea of just giving someone a pharmaceutical answer and trying to like educate the doctor or the consumer on why we should find the root of the problem first before we try to like mask it with some drugs you know <laughs> so i was kind of already into in the know of like just i guess pharmace- pharmaceutical world so they reached out to me and they were like hey we like you we like your vibe we like your business background we want you to run social media part-time and um, thought about it. And I had always known that I wanted to get into my own thing, but I never saw an avenue for that, right? And so I said, you know what? Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. So we're on a Skype call, me and these two guys. One's 10 years older than me. One's like 20 years older than me. I am 24 years old, like have no previous experience. And I'm telling them the story and I'm like, look, (laughs) I love the story. I'm like, when the Vikings went into battle, they would burn their own ship. 
and they would burn their own ship not only to showcase to their competitors that like look we're not going home in anyone else's boat but yours but also to like pump their team up and say look we have no other way (laughs) to go home but in their boat so like you're gonna die you're gonna die yeah and I told them, I said, I'm a burn the boat kind of person. Hashtag all in. Hashtag all in. I'm an all in kind of person. Like, you want me to, you want my blood, sweat, and tears? And I have to have an ownership. And so I asked for 5% and they agreed and we signed the papers. And I um, had just gone back from a trip to Ireland, which is a separate story. <laughs> so and story. I put my two weeks in and I was an entrepreneur and I remember sitting down and like waking up to no alarm and Mm. just being like um what do I do now you know what I mean (laughs) like someone's like you're gonna run a business and it's like cool 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 but how no but like how (laughs) yeah and so uh started that at 24 in 2015 and just been figuring it out ever since that's awesome yeah that's very awesome and now you own majority share yes yep yeah, so I bought cool. one of the I bought the second owner out. Um, so now it's just me and Mike Kessley, and we are we work really well together. Like I we I think the biggest thing with owning a business with someone is that you trust them fully. And man, when there's money involved, it's it's just trust is such a like trust and attention are currencies now. Yeah. Right? You don't you go through a world and you don't trust anyone and never no one ever gets your full attention. You're like talking to people but swiping and texting at the same time. Yeah. And it's such a sad world we live in. Mm. But when you want to go into business with someone, trust and attention are two things that you need to have as like a foundation. If you're going to build a house, yeah. why are you going to build on top of a shitty foundation? Right. Was Mike the one that you hired originally to be your nutrition coach? No, it was the okay. other guy. It was the other guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you existently had that relationship probably where you like you trusted him because exactly. from his company you were already getting this advice and things like that that you were putting into effect and you saw the benefits. So you trusted 100% in the company, the owner, and the, the products. When I met him, I knew that he was a no BS kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And so just meeting him and talking to him and like – seeing how he reacted and like how he was in the world i was like you know what i trust him right and i think that i'm pretty good at reading people i don't know if you'd say you're good at reading people i think that's one of the main things in business especially like i mean we'll get into it about your psychology background but that plays a lot in marketing and business as well yes so i kind of met him and i kind of just knew that i was going to trust him Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you're running this business and you also have your master's in sports psychology. Yes. Yes. So how did you get led down that path while you're also managing being an entrepreneur? And um, when do you find time to sleep? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like a bad sleeper. If it was my job, I would have been fired a long time ago. (laughs) And I'm saying this like right now, I'm like, man, Natalie, I'm so tired. Like, okay. We have not been sleeping well. We have not been sleeping well, but we've been having so much fun in Toronto. That is true. Um, So, so two years ago, I, I, you know, I'm competing in CrossFit. I was a college cheerleader. I, you know, we would compete. So we'd go to Florida Nationals, UCA, USA. And tumbling was always very mental for me. Mm-hmm. And I, this idea that I should believe in myself was, it was never there, right? I was, I was raised with negative reinforcement. Like you're not good enough, right? 
just try harder and you might be there except for this level of being good enough i never achieved Mm. in my keeps moving it's a moving target yeah in my coach's eyes or whoever whatever the adult that i looked up to at that time right yeah so constantly trying to do things for approval in a situation where i never was going to gain approval Mm -hmm. so then in college same thing happened with my coach at the time where i just like could never do anything right Mm -hmm. and so going into crossfit and trying to be competitive with that it wasn't that i was dealing with that same same situation but it was that the voice in my head did not believe in me Mm -hmm. i didn't believe in me right and so it wasn't like you're gonna do great it was like dude you're gonna fail you're gonna fall on your face and it's only a matter of time (laughs) yeah so i kind of went down this self-exploration path of like I don't want, why is this our option? Like, why is this our only answer? Why, when I look up how to change my mindset, it just says think positive. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I'm so actionable. So I'm like, what kind of actionable plan is this? Is there like a four-step process on how to fix this? Give me a list. Give me a list. Give me some actionable items, people. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to grad school. So essentially, I would wake up super early in the morning, do all my homework, go to work like during lunch right because mm-hmm. i worked from home i run my own schedule but yeah. i would work out in the lunchtime, go back home finish work and then like kind of like really late at night is when i would be writing my like papers because uh a master's in psychology is just writing papers mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it was it was i mean it was a lot of work right but i I, there was no option where I wasn't going to get it done. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And now you work with athletes, you consult with athletes and you talk to them about some stuff with, with their mindset and their, their stuff. So what, what would be some of the actionable steps that you found that helped you to overcome some of these things that you were thinking that then kind of led you down the path of being like, I need to share this with other people. Yeah. So I wrote my thesis on the theory of cognitive reframing or restructuring. And it's just the idea of like, changing your thought process. Like how do I change the thought process, right? Like restructuring your cognitive space. So um, I, I, w- I wanted to come up with this like four step process, right? Mm-hmm. Or this, this step process. And I actually, in the middle of grad school, while running the company and writing a thesis, <laughs> I created a journal. Yep. And so it was a journal and it's called Piece Together Your Mental Game. Um, and it's a journal that's based on cognitive framing, but it's putting it in actionable items. Like, so it, you know, it focuses on gratitude. It focuses on visualization, but also it's like, boom, 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 boom. Here's what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have a negative thought. Okay, cool. Um, what's the utility of that negative thought? What was the purpose of that negative thought? So like Mm -hmm. I have eight by 800 meter run runs on the true form. Okay. I'm five, three, right? Like I'm not an an aerobic athlete. So I'm like, I'm already like, Oh God, I'm going to fall off pace. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that thought like, Oh, I'm not going to finish this. And then, so the, the, why did I utilize that thought? Why utilize that thought so that I would slow down so that I would give myself, allow myself. Yep. That out. What was the truth of it? Well, the truth of it was that I did fall off my pace, but I also still finished the runs. Mm. So um, what was the purpose of the thought, right? What was the purpose Mm -hmm. of my negative thought? To slow down, um, which I already said that. And then like, how do I reframe it? So in that instance, instead of thinking, man, I suck at running. Like I'm going to slow, like I'm not, I'm going to fall off pace. Mm -hmm. The thought process is I may not be the best at running, but I'm still going to give it my, my full effort. Yeah. And I might get better. And I might get better. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is in life, things are in an, in a macro perspective and everyone thinks in a micro perspective. They think, Mm -hmm. 
I did not do good today. Mm-hmm. I failed a snatch today. Okay, yeah, you failed a snatch today, but like, over did you week, hit? Did it increase? Like, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or what did you learn from that? Did you hit an awesome high pull? How high did you get it? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many things to think about in this situation that if we allow ourselves to 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 absorb it in a negative way, that's the way that we're going to focus on it. Right. Yeah, so. it totally makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. And then, how do you think that that mindset helps you in business and entrepreneurship? Because I'm, I know that like a lot of people listening are either you know they might be working and being an athlete, or maybe they're only entrepreneurs or only sports. But I think that like athletes make some of the best entrepreneurs and best people in business because there's just so much relation, especially with the mindset. So it'd be interesting to see someone who's so focused on that mindset aspect of sports and their approach to business with that. Yeah. So one of the reasons I think athletes turn into great entrepreneurs or business owners is because we, we know how to overcome adversity, Mm -hmm. right? So like, there's so many moments in life where I joke that like, man, have I been given some opportunities to build my character? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't like I went through this hard time and then I allowed myself to be broken by it. It was like, I went through these hard times and I allowed myself to be like, rebuilt from the fire right right? and with entrepreneurship and owning your own company yeah (laughs) oh my gosh it's like making a diamond right you know what i mean um but you go through some tough times Mm -hmm. and it's like we were talking about this earlier how people people these people that own these companies Mm. are it's almost like they walk around and they just showcase the most positive aspects and no one talks about how hard it is, how lonely it is, mm-hmm. how mentally exhausting it is, how at the end of the day you're laying there having a team meeting with yourself in your <laughs> head like, oh my God, who gave me all this responsibility? Like, like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like I created this monster. Oh, like yeah. I created this. Like there's no one else to, to cry to. I created this. Like I wanted it. I made it this big. I want to constantly grow it. I want to do all these things. But then at the end of the day, it's like, yes, but all of these things are just sitting on my chest. Like right. the amount of uncertainty, the amount of pressure, the amount of people that rely on me, the amount of people that rely on me for income. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, what the hell did I get myself <laughs> into? Right? Like yep. I used to hate working a job. I used to hate being an employee. But now I look and I'm like, sometimes that stability is so safe. And I, yeah. I do miss that. I would never go back to it. Okay. Right. let's hope not <laughs> but i i kind of i think i have a uh, more, more respect for people sometimes where i used to think it was kind of very much my way or the highway yeah in my young mind but i'm still young but like <laughs> in my young mind i was very much like i know it all i'm the smartest <laughs> i'm the best and i can say that because i literally did think that and obviously i learned the hard way <laughs> i fell on my face horribly multiple times literally metaphorically and what it taught me was that it's not cool to say, oh, I'm the best. I have the best, you know, to, to walk in and be egotistical. What's, what's even cooler is being like, you know what? I don't know, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll but do anything it, it takes to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, you, that's huge. Yeah. There's so many experts like in, in business. Well, even the, I was going to say, <laughs> even experts, yeah. it makes you want to... By the way, for those audio only, we're putting experts in quotations. Yeah. Even <laughs> those people that are like, I'm an expert in this. To be honest, like, I don't want to ever be an expert in anything because that means I stopped learning. Exactly. Yeah. Never stop learning. Like, I think that's so true. And even if you are, like, achieving all the success, like, even if you're, like, the Tony Robbins of this, Mm -hmm. like, you have, like, multi-million dollars, you have, like, a 
I don't know, a great family life, you've achieved work-life balance, there's always someone who's doing something a little bit differently that you can learn yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is so different that I think you just, there's no way to stop learning. And like the only way to like even grow the human race in general is to never stop learning. Like the yep. only way we've ever grown mm-hmm. humanity is like to keep learning and then sharing our learning with other people and even keep taking it from other people and like, oh, like, okay, that guy is approaching like this, this way. So is my method really best? Or is like my method works only for these type of people or this? Yeah. And and yeah, so it's, it's definitely, I, I would say even people who aren't entrepreneurs and like they're just like in their everyday jobs, like figure out ways that you can like innovate like your own learning even so like those people that you know entrepreneurship is not for everyone we're not saying to go quit your job and be an entrepreneur if you work in a job that's not for everybody yes it's ah don't do it i mean (laughs) stay away but if you work in a job and you you love it and you feel safe and you have a family and it all makes sense that's so great for you Mm -hmm. what what i talk to a lot of clients about is if that's not fulfilling your soul Mm. which is what I left for because these jobs weren't fulfilling my soul. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had a purpose on this earth and I needed to figure out how do I feel purpose. Now, after going through this, after being dragged through the fire, the dirt, the knives, the pain, (laughs) I realized that (laughs) you don't have to always be an extremist, which working on that, Um, (laughs) but you can figure out something else that fulfills your soul, right? Like, I take dance classes. Yeah. I volunteer at the animal shelter. Right. I will mentor young like young females in the city. Right? Yeah. Like those things make me feel a purpose on this earth. Yeah. And so what I learned through all of this is that I love to give back. Mm-hmm. And if I can't necessarily do that in a job where I have to be like in business mindset, like cutthroat yeah. business mindset majority of the time, yeah. that I have to find an, another outlet for that. Right. Because if I feel like or at know, least the purpose of the business is to help people or something. Like there's well, some the purpose of the business is to help people, yeah. right? Like that's our whole goal. Yeah. But it doesn't come, it, it, but there's obviously the business side of things where you have to like. <laughs> me saying, yeah. well, I'm not going to look at my finances yeah. because I want to help people isn't going to solve that. No, you, know what I mean? you can't, you, you can't help people until you help yourself, right? Like you so, have to grow this big business to be yes. able to affect more lives. There's this old story about having, how you have two, two wolves mm-hmm. inside of you. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, there's the. Like the there's the fear wolf, yeah, and then there's the what's the other wolf? Uh, optimistic wolf. Like it's like it's it was like, like fear wolf and optimistic yeah. wolf. And basically, the young boy was asking his grandpa, "Well, like, how do you know which one takes over?" And mm. he says, "Whichever one you feed, mm-hmm. right?" And so, but for me, it's very different. For like my wolves are like cutthroat businesswoman, <laughs> and then like loving and nurturing. <laughs> and the thing is, if I don't balance that. Like I'll see it in my personal relationships where mm-hmm. I will just be so cutthroat and like, you know, savage. S- savage. I, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, like I'm just savage where I'll forget to talk to my friends. I'll forget to call yeah. them back I'll, because I'm so in, in like problem focusing mode, problem solving mode that I'm just like, bah, I can't, I can't give you any more time. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's so good to have those people in your life that pull right. you out of that, that yeah. give you that work life balance that are like, you should probably have fun (laughs) yeah maybe we're gonna just like take a little break take a break yeah put your phone down yeah 10 minutes that's all i ask yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah it's so true and like again back to like saying entrepreneurship isn't for everyone like entrepreneurship will chew people out and like it'll chew them and spit them out and this is the thing i find a lot of people they get into entrepreneurship because they're passionate about an idea or a business and then they go into entrepreneurship and they start it and then they get chewed and spit out and then they think that it's like that they're not good enough and they're worth and it's like they didn't work hard enough for this and it's like no like literally it takes a specific type of person and maybe you didn't fit in it's like 
I'm never going to be a uh, Olympic gymnast. One, I'm like past the age. Two, I'm five foot seven. Like that's just, I'm not built that way. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like you can learn things. Obviously keep learning things. It's like, you're not like at a physical disadvantage necessarily. But sometimes that's just not the way you think or you you build. And like, if you listen to like some of Gary Vee's things, people are very like on the fence about him. But he says, like he goes and he's like, I was built to like sell. He was like, I was hustling people at school. And I know we talked about how we were doing this. And it's like, okay, well then you probably know that that's something you're trying to do versus if you're an entrepreneur and you never try to sell something in your life and all of a sudden you're like, well, I like uh, running a gym or I like building cakes. And now you have to like sell that and you've never done it. It's like, it's just going to take up so much more of your time and mental energy trying to do it than like hiring someone else and focusing on what you like to do. And then people who like, they, you know, they do that and they try to do it themselves and then they don't make it. They just think that they're not good enough at being a gym owner or this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you could have been an amazing gym owner, but you try to focus on these little parts that like you, they're just not you. There's so many like different sides of things. I think, I think everyone has their strengths in this world. Right. And you can have a great idea and have zero execution. Mm -hmm. Right. Partner, find someone that's great at, great at executing, right? Yeah. It's not about you having all the answers. And I know at the end you were going to ask me this question, so I don't want to answer oh, yeah. it. But um, you want me to just answer it right now? Yeah, go for it. Go for so it. you said, like, what was the biggest thing you learned in the last year mm, yeah. of your life? The biggest thing I've learned, I'm 28, turning 29 this year. Oh, God. <laughs> um God, God, did I think I'd be at a different place when I'm 30. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, no, but the biggest thing I learned this past year was that asking for help is not weakness. No. And look, I have a psychology background. I took up to 300 level units of psych in undergrad, but then didn't minor in it because they were like, you have too many units and you need to graduate. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> uh, try- I was like ah, I'm just trying to like get all the knowledge I can. They're like, you need to graduate. Um, but I, and, and it's, it is very, it's, it, I'm being an oxymoron and I'm being a hypocrite because I tell people the greatest advice that can change their life. And I can't apply it to myself because I'm so, hard on myself Mm -hmm. oh my gosh my friends are always like dude give yourself a break and it's like no you don't get a break (laughs) work harder be better always be better (laughs) but other people you're like but other people i'm like dude give yourself a hug you're amazing (laughs) you're doing great come here come in for a hug so (laughs) yourself yeah yeah the big (laughs) the biggest thing that i learned is that asking for help and including others is not a sign of weakness and for the first time it was almost like imagine, okay, I'm living under this rock, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like peek my head out and I'm like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> I'm not really doing well. And everyone was like, oh my God. Okay, let's talk about it. And I was like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, this was a great response. <laughs> everyone should do this, right? But it took me going into this like level of so so much vulnerability and uncertainty Mm -hmm. that I hate because I'm a type A control Mm -hmm, freak. mm -hmm. But I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, this felt so good. I felt, it felt so good to feel loved and support by others because I have been Mm -hmm. that own for my, I've been that for myself my entire life. So kind of relying on others and including others is the biggest thing that I learned in the last year is that ask for help. And if you don't ask for help, no one's, no, people don't read minds ever. 
Oh, it's true. And I know I've been like, I'm like, why can't you read my mind? Like to people. And it's like, wait, like, no, like it just, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like you have to like ask exactly for what you, for what you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know we were talking like a little bit about our background and stuff like that. And I know like I came from like a super like loving background, but like I always was like, but I'm not going to open up emotionally. Mm -hmm. Even like, you know, like my mom is like, she's Venezuelan. She's like super loving and open. Mm -hmm. And I remember throughout my whole teenage years, I'm like, I'm not going to tell her anything about anything because I just... Like, was like, no. Like, I'm, like, stoic. I'm just going to yeah. be, like, not talk to anybody. Like, it's, like, weakness to show this. And I don't know. It's kind of funny how, I like, I built that up in my yeah. own mind. Because, like, where did you learn that? Because she didn't teach me that at all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just, like, I think sometimes, like, that's just, like, how people are built some ways. Like, like that's just how I was built. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I do everything myself. I learn things the hard way. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. And that's how I want it to go. But then as you realize, like, especially as I've gotten older, and it's, like, funny because, like, I just, like, hang out with my parents more and I do more things and I'm like wow, like opening up to other people and like getting the support is like, that's only going to push me further. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think that like dating or seeing other people would like hold me back in business and life. But then I'm like, wait a second. Like this person is like supporting me and wants me to do well in business and life. And I'm like, and they're helping me find that balance where like when I'm working on my business and life, I'm actually working harder at it. Versus yeah. just like 24 seven, like, uh, you know, and so it's like, it's just so interesting that it's like, but again, I have to learn things the hard way. So I'm yeah. going to go 25 years of my life without that first. <laughs> I know. I know. Same with me. Like with dating, I'm like, no distractions. Yeah. No, no. distractions. No. I don't want your distraction. Mm-mm. And then I'm like, you're being a distraction. Please leave. Please, please, Pl- please, please exit the vehicle. I, I do not have time for this. Nor do I want to like allocate time. This the, is your stop. The, yeah. The problem is that it's not that I don't have time for it. Right. It's that mm. I worry that if I gave it time, yeah. what if it took away from my business? Yeah. What if it took away from the world, right. the person that I could be, the potential of who I could be. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When it's like, that's exactly, that's right. not what it is. No. It's like, wow, this person supports you and they want yeah. the best for you. And I'm like, healthy skeptic yeah. i don't trust it <laughs> word of the weekend healthy skeptic word of the weekend is healthy skeptic i'm like these canadians are too nice healthy skeptic healthy skeptic i don't trust any of you guys no. in america we like to push each other around mm-hmm. and be really mean and i'm like see that car over there let me just push you in front yeah of you. oh i almost died guys in canada Ooh. drove on the tram Ooh. tracks didn't really understand what was going on Four green lights. I just took a ho- I took a wide turn, and there's a tram coming at me. And I was like, "Does it move? Do I move?" I, I pulled a hard <laughs> left, and yeah. Anyways, so um, Americans. Yes, 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 yes. Oh yeah, but it's it's interesting because I felt like I was like, no, I'm like, I'm like antisocial. I'm like, I don't need to talk to anybody. I don't need to do yeah. anything. Like whatever. And it's just interesting because I found like I get my energy like like in introversion like I need like my time alone yep that's where I get my energy if I go out and I'm like partying or like I don't know you know like after a competition for example like a weekend competition yeah you're not only are you like sympathetic because you're like competing yes, the whole weekend uh-huh. but you're also around all these people non-stop like in an athlete area yep. or this mm-hmm. and like you're turned on you never arresting mentally yep. either you're seeing all these people you haven't seen in a yep. while man I crash hard after that and so I was like I need like that time alone that space alone where I just go to my room which is interesting when you hear Matt Fraser at the games he just like goes back to his hotel room and has that totally makes sense right but then at the same time I'm like wait a second like there also is the benefit of like because I thought that's how I grow when I'm thinking in my own zone but I'm like wait there could be a balance because like the world is relationships and social and I'm like if I'm excluding that how when I'm building up my business I need relationships and social am I going to learn about that without you know, being social and building relationships. Even think about if you and I went into this scenario of like, we both had an ego and we Mm -hmm. both wanted to be the smartest person in the room. Oh yeah. 
we would have never talked about everything that we talked about like the right. amount that we like opened up and like it wasn't even like a forced situation where like let's talk about our chill childhood now you know what i mean <laughs> it was just like dude i did that you did that like oh uh, yeah, my yeah, god yeah. Like, this is so cool like, like sharing yes yeah. and it's more like oh my god we should collaborate like mm-hmm. that shit excites me yeah like collaboration like introducing people helping people like mm-hmm. making people or helping them like want to achieve their dreams like that excites me like right so for you like for me when i go to events mm-hmm. my extroversion builds and builds and builds and builds and builds mm-hmm. so like the more extroverted i am like it's so funny one of our nutritionists kylie was like dude when you get overwhelmed you go harder she's like i pull back and we can't <laughs> hang out so like at Wadapalooza, i was just talking faster and i was like oh. more focused mm-hmm. and it was like i was in like on like 600 milligrams of caffeine but i wasn't i was just like on pure cortisol the entire time because i was working in a booth from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. constantly talking to people. Right. Everyone I could talk to. Yeah. Everyone I could hug. Everyone I could could reach out to, right? Right. And yeah, I definitely crashed, but it, I crash in a different way. Yeah. Or like I ride that high for a oh, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, which means we like we, we crash harder. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. Crash harder. I crashed hard. It's like, let me just sleep for a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, yeah. People are like, dude you're not introverted like you yeah. just talk and talk and talk and, and they're like you're talking so fast yeah and i'm like just wait till i get home by myself and i'm like why have i done this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's it's so true it's interesting and like everyone's different right like like there's extroverted people who they don't get to that point where they're just like building 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 and there's introverted people who like yeah they need their time like i feel like people and then people label themselves like no i'm introverted like this is i protect this and extrovert and then they protect that label and they build out like yeah. these things mm-hmm. and i the more i've learned about myself because i know when I first started working with you, Anova, you asked me what like my like my personality. Oh, like, I had you do the, that personality test. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. then I was telling you also about like the Myers Briggs. I was like, yep. oh, like you've done this one, and then we were talking about that, and I was like, I started originally when I the first time I ever took the Myers Briggs, I was an INTJ. Yep. And then the most recent times I've taken it, I was an ENTJ, and I was like, interesting as I've become like more open to relationships and social or social that sometimes I test on the extroverted scale, and it's like. Like, if I'm comfortable and I'm, like, following what I want to be doing, then I'm going to be extroverted. And then, like, I also still need that space and energy. So I think sometimes people label themselves, like, I am only this. Mm -hmm. And then they never learn about, like, that there's a scale, if that makes sense. Well, it's the great thing with labels. It's, like, if Mm -hmm. we label ourselves with with anything, Mm -hmm. then we're going to believe it, right? Yeah. If you... Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. But if you tell a kid their whole life, right? All the way through elementary school that they're dumb, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to go through life thinking that they are dumb. And they need something else. And like, they need something else. So we have this yeah. school system in America. I can't tell you about Canada. <laughs> and we base everything off standardized tests. Right. And we then have a little we, bit less, but we do have some. Well, and then we say like, you're not average. You are not smart. Mm-hmm. You, are, you do not do well on this average standardized test. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you are not smart, right? And It's only testing a few things. But also, there's just so many other things that come into play, right? We're never teaching, like, um, EQ and IQ. Mm. We're never teaching emotional intelligence. And it's like, that is what gets us far in this world. Mm, And we're we're only teaching, you know, how to grow our IQ. But there's so many people out there that can be so smart and they can't have a conversation. I've worked with people who are like, like, what is it, Mensa? Like the certified certified geniuses like they have to be like some, oh. they have a certain level of iq yeah. you get like this mm-hmm. pin yeah and you like get a pin that's all 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, man, like, can, <laughs> yeah. oh, can I get, like, a pen at least? Like, yeah. I get a pen? Yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to walk around with it? People? Yeah, well, like, honestly, sometimes that's the way they are. Like, I think that they just poke people. They don't have conversations. Like, it's just yeah. hard. Like, yeah. it's, it's really it's hard. hard. And, yeah. like, you're in a one-on-one conversation with them, and it's like, how do you communicate? And it's like, also, them in a job, it's like, how do you get this knowledge out of them? Because it's hard to have that communication relationship with them. So it's like, those people could be the smartest people on earth, but they're never going to run a business. They're never going to you know maybe move up into like this high position in work because they're just going to be used as like a kind of like a tool yeah almost like a computer built that EQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah right yep. exactly so there's just so many other ways that people can be tested and i think like you said like back to the childhood like if people have been testing that way forever they're going to believe it and they're never going to be like wait a second like yeah what if i like work hard at learning this or do this or there's just other things like if there if there's one skill that i could if there's one thing that i could mm-hmm. give to the entire world just like sprinkle <laughs> a little bit over the whole world it would be self-confidence mm-hmm. because um i'm very confident now right but because i've been dragged through the mf and fire right <laughs> like My, i nice. <laughs> yeah like i learned the hard way that Look, if you're not confident in yourself, ain't nobody going to give you that skill, right? No, and people might take advantage of you. Too. Yes, yeah. and so it's like we have this world where we are just told on a daily basis we are not good enough with social media. Mm-hmm. I don't look like an Instagram model. I don't have this many followers. Mm-hmm. I I don't have – I'm not in a relationship. I don't have all these things, right? And it's just our, our feed every morning. We're just not good enough, not good enough, yeah. not good enough. And the thing is growing up like in high school um, – I didn't believe in myself until maybe junior year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't believe in myself. It was that I wasn't willing to push past my comfort zones. Right. And then finally I did that and I started taking, I like qualified for all AP courses. And then I started taking mm-hmm. college level, college units. And so I went into college with 27 units. So I went into college at 17, graduated like one month after I turned 21. Awesome. Was super early and everything. But the thing is, is that when I went into college, I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at math. My my business statistics course had a 70% fail rate, and mm-hmm. I was tutoring people in it. Wow. And I look back, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have had the confidence to go into engineering. Mm, right. But I didn't. You never believed that you could. I never believed yeah. that I could do that. I never yeah. believed that I could be, honestly, whatever it is that I, that I wanted to. But right. only through going through this process of entrepreneurship do I realize... Holy crap! I could have, I could do whatever I want yeah. because I, I will put the hard work. Because the, the secret ingredient is hard work, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Like we were talking about, people are like, "Hey, they come up to you. Hey, I want to open up my own oh, digital market, marketing agency. What do we, What do you All think I time, should do? Every day. And yeah. it's like one. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do that, so maybe don't ask me that question. But two, you know what it is? It's yeah. blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And if you're not willing to give it that, then. Yeah, Good and luck. some people do. They start it. They take like a course, and like six weeks later, they're like, "Oh, I landed this client." And you know what? It's funny because I'm in a group, so like Facebook ad groups, yeah. whatever. And people post there every day. They're like, "Oh, I landed this client. Could you guys tell me how to market for them?" I'm oh like, my "How the God. hell did you?" Yeah. I'm like, "Great, you're good at selling, yeah. but like maybe work as a sales agent for someone else who can actually fulfill that." Because I was like, "You're giving us a bad rep." Like. Yeah. If I just went up to some company and said like, oh, I can do this for you. And then I can never actually do that. And I have to like ask everybody else how to do that. It's like, yeah, but I feel the same way. Like these what? people will go out and start posting about like mental performance. And it's like, mm. oh yeah, that's cool. Like I didn't go get a master's degree, spend 40K in two years 
and uh, mm-hmm. you, you, but, but these people are getting more clients than me because they're just pushing bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not willing to do that. No. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, it's, it's longevity of business. I know we talked about this, like, especially with Nova three labs, even that it's all like trust, like Nova three labs is like a very trustworthy, honest science backed. Here's the studies in, of the ingredients we used. And it's like, they won't say like, that's the brand. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that will outlive some of those brands that are like cheap, quick, like illegal like let's do yeah. this right and it's like but it, you have to wait it's just it's, i have it's to have so game. much patience yeah so, much so patience. like we've pushed integrity from day one i've never once wanted to use the words weight loss muscle gain mm-hmm. mike and i have been so like transparent on that but there's days when i wake up and i'm like i'm behind the game because i'm not lying to everyone mm-hmm. and i have these internal struggles where i'm like Am I like I'm doing what's right, but I'm not doing what's right financially because financially I can make a shit ton more money if I said this will make you lose weight, but I'm not willing to do that. But the thing is that the consumers that I'm working with don't care, right? Mm. Like they, they're not going to go and look at a company's integrity, right? Right. Right. Maybe this small niche, niche of CrossFit athletes. But when I start navigating into normal everyday life, if they're not hearing five steps, if they're not hearing six pack abs, Mm -hmm. if they're not hearing weight loss, I'm not gaining their attention. Right. So it's like, I'm in this world where I want to grow and I want to grow hard and I want to grow fast. Yeah. But I'm not willing to, to, to be full of bullshit. Right. It's a very gray area of like, I don't know if that's going to be successful. That's, I feel the same. Like sometimes I've had clients and I've had clients who've left because I didn't do what they wanted, but I did what was best for their business, if that makes sense. And I'm like, I'm tied to the business and I know like you hired me and it's like, if I did everything that they wanted, they would have kept me on, but they wouldn't have grown their business. And it's like, but like, can we post this? Can we do this? And I was like, but that's just not your brand. That's it's not off this. brand. And it doesn't make any sense yeah. of what we're doing. But because they, it's their ego. So now like that's been a big thing with my business actually that I've been doing, trying to like, promote and create awareness with business owners that it's like you can't let ego get in the way of your business like you have to put your business and brand first and you can't put your ego first it's like i'm a business owner i know everything it's like no the market tells you yep right like like the owner like if i put out a really great piece of content that i'm like oh i work put so much work into this graphic Mm -hmm. it looks good if the market's like no it looks shit and every time i post it they don't react no one buys no one likes it our engagement goes down it's like okay like I thought it was great but it's not and the market is going to tell me and I can't yeah. let my ego be like no this is great everyone needs to it's like dude those are the end users like yeah if they don't like it they don't like it that's that's them and I have to cater to them but I can't cater necessarily you know like the business owner and so I think a lot of people let ego get in the way of their business especially when it comes to that and it's like if you want to be in it for the long term you have to you can't sacrifice that and I know it's like I could have you know made more money or done this if I just yeah. was like oh whatever you tell me to do I'll do but it's like I'm not in it to cater to the business owner's ego i'm in it to be like hey like this is how we actually grow your business if that's what you want to do when i make any hard decision or i should say when i make any financial decision i ask myself is this is this a want or a need right and is this for my ego or is this for the business Mm -hmm. right and i think it's only because i learned the hard way with someone that i was in business with before that would do anything and everything for ego Mm -hmm. and I watched that happen and I remember thinking I don't really agree with what's going on yeah um but when I was when I brought it up I just got like serious hostility and so I kind of learned I'm like well I don't really want to be that that's not Mm -hmm. what I want to do right and so I've always asked myself from day one but that question I mean led Mike and I to be such good business partners because 
he trusts that whatever I'm going to do is the best interest of the company. Yeah. It's not just your best interest. It's no. the best interest of the company. Yep. That's exactly. And that can be hard for solopreneurs too because it's like, I am the company. So yep. what is the best? But it's at the same time, it's like a long time ago, I could have done things that could have made a lot more money. But it's like, no, like I'm in this yep. for the long term game and personal growth and like learning and like yeah. being a good person. And like I believe in karma. And it's like yep. my biggest suggestion with being a soul. soul how do you say it? Solopreneur? Uh, solopreneur. Yeah, yeah, solopreneur. Um, would be to you're gonna say like soul searcher <laughs> so, no, no, no. soul would, searcher solopreneur would be to have a business bank account and mm-hmm. don't have them be the same yeah and pay yourself as if you are employee a salaried employee mm-hmm. because you cannot yeah. sit here like people <laughs> people are like wow you must be rich and i'm all no uh what <laughs> no like what do you mean like what the company makes and what I make are two different things, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And so it's like, it, it, especially as a growing company, if you want to let it go and then just let it like slowly decline, you just take all the money out of it now. But it's like, I, oh my god, never. You grow it. Like, never have I like, taken even a yeah. distribution percentage. Like, yeah. So, anyways, you, you have to disengage from that because it is not your money, right? This mm-hmm. money, the the business owns the money, mm-hmm. right? You want the business to be profitable, you invest it back in the business, right? Mm-hmm. So you sit there and your money, your your company makes $10,000 a month and you're taking $9,000 as a salary. That's stupid. Yeah, what are you like, yeah, you're not going to grow What are you investing? If you want to ever yeah. make that company million dollars a month, yeah. that's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want to like, that company just like a little passive income source and then you move on to some other things yep. and whatever, do you. But yeah, like, do you, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. and then again, like that's that's for some people. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. but if people want to build out like a brand and a business that helps more people, and that's like their why, and that this that's their thing, then you can't do that with that business. Yep, you know? yep. Like you could have like a little real estate business and buy and sell houses or whatever on the side. Like totally do that with that, whatever. But yeah, you can't do that with your what? What's your blood, sweat, and tears? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. And going back, I had a thought when you were talking about like self confident, and it's so interesting that I feel like we're like in similar past and we were talking about how like we were very like similar but i think we came like we came from it's interesting we came from like a lot very different opposite backgrounds and like because i believed like like so you had to build your self-confidence with the growth mindset and i've always been so interested in like is it a nature or nurture thing like and that kind of thing because i was always told like i could do whatever i wanted and my parents even if they doubted me they only doubted me to like instill that belief more if that makes sense yeah they'd be like you can't do it like if i was learning any sport they'd be like you can't do it we're going home if you don't do it like after this and i'm like fuck i'm gonna do it right now you know but it's like i believe that like literally growing up like i almost over believed i was like if i want to be a doctor yeah sure why not like i could but i just don't want to i'm like if i want to be oh yeah why not i but i don't want to and it's like but at the same time like there's like that middle ground where it's like obviously like i know that i have weaknesses where i need help like i know like i'm not very good at like accounting and i need to like have an accountant or Mm -hmm. there's different pieces of the puzzle but at the same time like it's like that confidence to be like if i work hard like whatever i work hard at i could achieve and i think that's like a growth mindset thing and it's like some people either they come up with a growth mindset or they have to learn it and i think people who have to learn it like it's almost better if that makes sense. I don't know. Not better. Like there's so plus and minuses. Like I hear your stories and I talk to people and I see, um, how like how much love they were raised with. Right. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, well, I wasn't raised with that. Yeah. So, um, like my mom left when I was two, uh, my dad worked a lot. Like he wasn't really around. Um, I just dealt with a lot of uncertainty. Um, my, when I was like 13, my sister got into drugs, like heavy drugs. So I like, I kind of ran the household at a young age. Right. My dad remarried, um, but she 
was like an alcoholic. And so Mm. I was raised with like abandonment essentially and like no one ever being there and me being by myself and me having to be the parent in a situation where I was 11, 12, 13 years old, like had to take care of the house, had to cook my own food. I was doing my own laundry at five years old. So (laughs) yeah, I was like figuring out my own rides to school and stuff, right? And to practices and things. So from a very early age, it was just that I was raised, if I, if look, you innately trust your parents. So when I went to go trust people, they weren't there for me, Mm -hmm. right? And so what that taught me in life early on before I learned to change that was that you can only trust yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So only be, so be alone because that's safe, right? Yeah. Like I was raised in chaos. So when I am around certainty, stability, safety, yeah. that feels, that does not feel normal to me. Yeah. My gut is like, ha, <laughs> get out, last. get out, get out, <laughs> abort, abort. And me having to fight that is, is not, is unnatural, right? Yeah. But only now, literally this year, <laughs> 28 years old is when I was like, oh, you know what? Or going through grad school too, I was like, I realized how much my childhood affected me, mm-hmm. how much I had to learn what self-confidence meant. Right. And I had to learn how to build it up myself. Yeah. And I had to learn, I had to be my own role model at a very young age. Right. And that's kind of like, I talk to a lot of clients about their why and how their why has to be bigger than themselves. And and I went through this whole self-discovery journey about what my why was and wh- why I do everything, right? Because mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is hard, right? Yeah. CrossFit is hard. Yeah. Like trying to go into sports psychology when there's literally just 10 people in the whole world that have the job you want is hard, right? Yeah. Ch- constantly traveling, constantly moving is so hard. But it's like I do it because, man, if I can get to that spot, if I can get to a in a situation where I could influence young girls that did that do not have that positive female role model that I did not have growing mm, up yeah. like I I like it, that would make it all make sense to me that would make it all okay all of the hardship all of the work yeah. it's there's this great story and it's like this is a lot like with my sister and I mm. but it's like you ask one guy and he's like, uh, why don't you drink? And he's like, well, I grew up with an alcoholic. And then you mm. ask the brother, like, why Why are you an alcoholic? Oh, I grew up with an alcoholic, right? right? Yeah. So it's like every situation is, it, you, you cannot control the cards that are handed to you, but you can control how you deal with them. Yeah. And that was the biggest lesson, or I should say the hardest lesson that I've learned in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because I find a lot of people too who like, like you came from that and had to learn everything. And then there's a lot of people who come from, you know, like they have the loving and family, but then the, those that family does everything for them. They grow mm-hmm. up and they're like doing nothing. Like yeah. what are they? They haven't learned anything. Yeah. Yeah. They have entitlement. They're just like not. And so it's like so interesting how you can come from totally different worlds or the same world and end up totally different or totally the same. So because I found that there's a lot of people who grew up with like loving families like mine, but my family was like, if you want something, you have to work hard for it. Like my parents gave me like 25 cents a month as, as my allowance. People were getting like $20 a week. And I was like, 25 cents a month? And every year that I aged, I got 25 more cents. So like 50 cents, woo! That's why you just steal that gum. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. Like it took me one year to buy my first skateboard that was $17 at Toys R Us. I was just like saving and saving. How old are you? Mm, Like six maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the math of exactly how much I was making at that point, but Mm -hmm. like let's just say it wasn't a lot. Like people are getting $20 a week. Like they could buy the skateboard in one week. Yeah. It was like a year. I was like, do I really want this? 
you had to really think about the choice. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I learned a lot and I learned things the hard way too. I remember my mom hates that my brother and I bought this little robot once. We sold it like a month later because we like never used it. But yeah. she was like, would not let my dad. He was like, don't let them buy that. Don't let them buy that. And he's like, no, they have to learn the hard way. That's all yeah. their money. That's their That's money. That's their money. Yep. And they're going to lose it all and yep. they're going to learn. Yeah. And it's funny because we joke. We're like, no, nah, we didn't learn. Like, let's buy, well, buy a robot right now. Would you buy a robot? Yeah, let's yeah. buy a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it drives my mom crazy. But she wanted to be like, no, like, and my dad's like, no, like they have to learn everything the hard way. And that's, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because I think I came at least where I had that backup of love and support. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I think that's why I was so self-confident from the get-go because I knew they were pushing me to, to just go out and learn things the hard way. But at least if I failed, I knew like they were there for me. You know what I mean? It's like, if I fail, I'm not going to be homeless. I'm not going to like, there's not nothing to go back to. But it's so interesting how some people like, they're just like, they live in that safety and then they're just like, well, then I'm never going out. You know? uh, yeah, and so it just goes vice versa. Because I, I remember sometimes I would grow, I would be jealous of people who came from nothing and made it to everything. Because you see that that's like that iconic. That's that story. Exactly, I know, I know. and I'm like, it's so interesting because it's like that's how they built their mindset. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, and you see so many people who came from stuff, and it's like, dude, they're just never going to make it because mm-hmm. they just don't have that hustle. Yeah, but it's so interesting how, how like someone can come and build that hustle still, yeah. or vice versa. Like someone can either fall into the trap of just being an yeah. alcoholic or being this yep. or can like figure out a whole different it's just like just the world is so interesting <laughs> yeah I think like for me I learned the value of a dollar early on and right. so I wanted money and so I got my first job at 14 yeah. and I worked from 14 15 16 I mean in college I worked three jobs I was the only one of my friends Who's that had a job yeah. and I worked at 7 to 1 p.m. And then, I mean, throughout all of college, I was a, oh, wow. I was an accountant, and I had to test into the role early on. I coached cheerleading, and I worked at Chili's. And <laughs> I would go to cheer practice at night, and I would take middle-of-the-day classes and super late-night classes, and I would take Friday classes and Saturday classes. And Dang. the thing is, yeah, of course I partied, but I partied a respectable amount where yeah. I literally probably could have had an attendance award in college because guess what? My ass was paying $900 for a class. I was not going to miss yeah. it. Like and your the, parents aren't just, you know. like Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, like, all of my roommates, like, hopefully they don't listen to this, but <laughs> it's... It, they they no one is they're not at the level that I am at because no. they didn't have to go through the sacrifice. It's almost yeah. like I've gone th- or what I've gone through I would never give up now because I'm so proud of the person that I am. Yeah. I'm so proud that I walked through the fire that I stayed alive and that I chose to not let it burn me if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that is that's super cool and that's a really good story. And I feel the same way with a lot of people that I grew up with or a lot of people that I was competing, you know, and snowboarding at a high level with or different things like that, where it's like it's like I just saw that people were getting everything paid for, this is this, and it just it didn't instill that like that like hustle that that you need to like actually build something big, I guess if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it's just so interesting how like how some people they just are never going to learn that. And it's like, you, you have to learn the hard way. And I, and it's interesting because people will ask me that like, if you could go back in time and like redo this or this, would you, or like do this or like, you know, like, or met this person sooner or done this. And I was like, no, I wouldn't change anything. And it's like, even if I'm at a hard place in my life, I was like, I still won't change anything because mm-hmm. I still have that belief that I'm going to get, you know, get yeah. there or like I'm working towards what I should be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then I wouldn't take anything back because I would never have ended up here. It was like, I yeah. could just end up like in this boring, like government stable job or do this or this and that's obviously not where I want to be and it's like I wouldn't take anything back like I wouldn't take the years that sucked or this Mm -hmm. back because 
It's like it just wouldn't have driven me where I'm where I want to be. I think what's relatable, like making that story relatable to everyone, is like mm. heartbreak. Mm. How many times have we said, if I could go back in time, I'll never meet him or her. Yeah. But the reality is, like, only through heartbreak do we learn what we are okay with, yeah. what our red flags are, where our self worth we will allow someone yeah. else to treat us with. Right? right, and it's like only you through, learn an experience. We, you like, learn through experience. You learn you can through just read heart, these things. <laughs> heartbreak. You know, yeah. you learn after doing. And yeah, of course, it's so much easier to go back in the world with a shielded heart. <laughs> yeah. But like, only the strong survive in this world. You yeah. know, it's like the Darwin theory. The most resilient. Yeah, the most yeah, like, resilient. Who can like yeah. take the most hits and get up? Who can take yeah. the most hits and get up and still go out there yeah. with a somewhat open heart? Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done. Because Natalie and I are being hypocrites about that. <laughs> but like, we're hypocrites. working on it, so. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was just, I'm trying to like regain my train of thought because I was thinking about something while, while you said that. And then I was like, just trying to soak it in, you know, when yeah. you're like trying to listen, but then yeah. you're also like mm-hmm. thinking about that. But yeah, like you, you have to. You have to learn through experience and go through those things. And people are like, are like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go through that, or I'm not yeah. going to do this. And and something that would make it relatable. This is yeah, this is back on my train of thought of what I was thinking. To people say for an athlete, like for example, I learned like I was strong when I came into CrossFit, and people are like, oh, you're going to go to the games in like a year. And I was like, okay, learned to muscle yeah. up first try. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I got burnt out. I wasn't eating the right things. I wasn't this. But would I take take it back and learn CrossFit properly from the get go? No. I wouldn't because I I needed to learn that to go the opposite way and yeah. realize I need to work on my movement quality. Yep. I need to work on this. And that's just how I learned. When did and, you start? Uh, 2015, 16, 15. Yeah. Yeah. The first year I was still snowboarding. So it was like off and on. Yeah. And the next year I got mono after I yep. took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like, good. yeah. So like I always remember that I'm like, I'm still like young in this game mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I haven't been doing it forever full time. Yeah. Like I thought I was doing it full time and then I was like, something happened. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I finally been on like a good path, like only this last year or so. And it's just interesting because I would tell people like, and some people who don't listen, you're like, no, you need to focus on this. And they're not going to, I'm like, you have to learn the hard way. When you learn the hard way, then come to me. And it's like, I can't do anything else because like, that's the best way to learn, honestly. And it's, yeah, like I wouldn't go back and be like, no, I would have hired this coach from the get-go. I would have eaten this Mm -hmm. way from the get-go. Because you I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have known have any better. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have known if that's the best thing. You I know what you wouldn't? You wouldn't have trusted the process. No, that's you exactly. trust your coach now yeah because you worked with crappy coaches yeah you you know what i mean like you have love for the people in your life now yeah. because you learned what what like void of love was yeah what right? the opposite is yes. like what like shitty people yes like, yeah that's exactly in same it, business like you learn this is a good business relationship or this or i should be doing this business yeah. model because you've done the worst business yes, model yes, and you yes. know it didn't work <laughs> that's exactly so that's what i think like some people are scared of putting themselves out there and failing but it's like you only learn through failure. if you learn from yeah. look if you fail and you don't learn anything from that's it learning. then it was a waste of time yeah, yeah but you will learn something from it. That's exactly. It's all about your mindset. Yeah. So I'm always like, oh, I'm not scared of that. Like if I fail, I fail, but like I'm going to learn and that's going to help yeah. me with the next thing I do. And it's like, okay, then I'm, then it's like, you're almost like fearless at that point. You're like, dude, I can only learn. Like mm-hmm. I can only go up. And if my goal in life is only to learn and grow, yep. well then there's, I can't go wrong here. Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. Like yep. I can take the risk and like, that's, that's the process. And of course you have to think about like finances and safety yeah. and whatever. But the th- those are like those little things. Well, like, but oh, the yeah. thing is like here, like it's like that quote that's like whether you do whether you don't like it is what it is right yeah so there have been times in my life where i don't have that backup plan Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't have that fail safe i don't have that 
that life that I can fall back on. Right. And so I will go through literally panic attacks where I'm like, oh my God, if this company fails, what am I going to do? I have to go back to work. And mm. I, oh my God, I hated working. I hated 95. But at the same time, you have the skills to go back to work. Like people would hire oh, you. Oh yeah. I that's the thing. Yeah. Like some people like they, that's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but there's this but the thing is whether i think that yeah. or whether i think dude you're the shit and you're gonna rock it yeah it's not gonna change you know what i mean like i'm just making it harder on myself yeah. by telling myself that oh my god it's like <laughs> what if you fail it's like walking to a room and being like dude what if there's a spider in here you know what i mean like look there could or could look no, there scared. could or could not be a spider you know what i mean whether you sit there and stress about it while you're on well, the couch not it's not gonna fucking change it you're never Let probably gonna see it anyways you know what i mean so it's like you're sitting here and you're like walking into like a room and let's say this room is your mental space and you're walking in and you have two choices and you could be like dude we're gonna kill it today or you could be like yo what if everything falls apart and there's an earthquake i stub my pinky toe like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so you have to be in control of what is in your mental space. And look, is it easy? No. <laughs> like there are days when I struggle, man. But I rely on those people that love me and believe in me sometimes more than I do. And I rely on the techniques that I've taught myself and the yeah. toolbox that I created for myself in grad school and the things that I do for myself to make sure that, hey, like, you know, you are great. You can do this. You should believe in yourself, right? And I write mirror quotes. Like I write quotes on my bathroom oh my mirror. Yeah, I and I have mantras <laughs> and I say them out loud a lot. And like just like sometimes when you're a high functioning person, you are going to be anxious. And so for me mm-hmm. to for me to tell you in this life that I can cure your anxiety or I can make <laughs> you not anxious, that's not really what the world's going to be about. The world is more about How do you deal with that? How do you deal with it, right? Anxiety is telling you that something's not right. Something's not right, right? But it's like, is that a story in your head you, you're telling yourself? Yeah. Or is something literally not right? Because right. Our, we should rely on our gut. Yeah. When I'm walking through a dark parking lot <laughs> late at night and my gut says something's you're wrong. You're anxious. You know what I mean? I'm going to respond to it because that's that. the whole freaking yeah. point of anxiety, right? right? But now I'm sitting in my apartment and working and my gut says, what if you fail? It's my choice or not to hold on to that thought and to let it sink in mm-hmm. and say, oh my God, I'm going to focus on this, right? Yeah. Versus kind of being like, okay, I understand. Hey, thought, cool. I see what you're saying. Uh, I'm not really going to feed into you right now and moving to choose on, but you have like moving to move, choosing to move on, but you have to be strong enough in your mental space to see the thought see the negative thought and let it pass without stopping it and being like you're right you know what i'm gonna do right now stress the f out about this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and it's like people who wish they could have a stress-free life and i was like dude like stress is a privilege yeah like and you need it in some ways like obviously you don't want to be stressing at the wrong times about the wrong things but like that's a skill to learn yeah so it's like it's management. This mm-hmm. is the reason why it's called stress management, not delete all stress. Control all delete. <laughs> yeah, control all delete. Let me just close yeah. stress. If you close stress, like life is boring. Like yeah. what are you doing? Like you're just like, oh, no, 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 but how are you ever going to get better? Exactly. It's the same thing we said when we people that were raised with everything they ever wanted and then they end up not being much because they were right. built, like raised with so much entitlement. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we put out to like, go. so many yeah. different thinking topics for people mm-hmm. on this one we're gonna have to do this again and like dial in on a few of them and go go further but well we're gonna see each other in june yes, so that's true plan on that stay stay tuned people we're gonna beware <laughs> like prepare yourself this, this episode's called tukes and lattes <laughs> brought to you by 
Tuke's a lot days mainly because I can't stop laughing at the word Tuke because it makes no sense to me. I'm like, dude, you forgot your beanie. She's like, what? I'm like, your beanie. <laughs> and we've been drinking a lot of lattes. But, but dude, they're so good. <laughs> Too like, much sugar and caffeine, oh, and we're just yeah. like high on it. Yeah, every every she, after she's had any latte here, I think she thinks like our caffeine content is really high. <laughs> but it's not. It's because she's gotten like maple syrup latte or a marshmallow a, latte. That wasn't even. It was. It was a cup of marshmallows and a shot of espresso in your marshmallows. There's <laughs> so much. Misunderstood sugar. that. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Okay, like you pretty much answered all the like the questions I'm gonna ask at mm-hmm. the end. So I think we can pretty much end it here. And then, uh, and then we'll just talk more later. Yeah, you can find me on social media okay. at Chrissy VB. V is in Victor. B is in Boy. Let me get. <laughs> let Natalie know what you think about this episode. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Comment. Tag us. Tag us on Instagram if you're listening. And uh, hope you learned some stuff from this. Basically. Bye, guys.